Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is Joe from Archery World. Henry with Archery World as well. And we're going to talk about briefly the final day at the Reading Trail Shoot. Uh, and we're going to move into this afternoon, we're going to move into talking about our outdoor setups a little bit. So uh, Henry, I know uh, that final day, um, everybody that uh, needs to go back home has to travel a long ways. It's about an eight or nine hour trip for us going back home. Um so I know on that second day you dropped an arrow, so that put you out of the competition. How'd the final day go? Uh, final day actually went pretty good. If I would have been able to keep the second day together, I probably would have been in the shoot-offs. Um, but sometimes that's just the way things go. Well, and that happens to more than just you. I mean, there's a multiple people I'd heard of, a couple of other people that were uh, pros that misset a site somewhere or something happened and they missed an arrow and they blanked one, meaning they dropped 11 points. So that immediately takes them out of the competition. Um, let's go over a couple of the final results. I know Bell Junkie Media uh, posts those up. They filmed the final uh, shoot-offs and uh, who won the, the entire shoot as an individual. Yeah, so you got Chris Perkins from Canada that won the overall shoot, and then uh, Domagoy Budin, so they were in a shoot-off uh, for first and second. Uh, Chris Perkins hit the dot. Domagoy Budin, I think, was just off the dot, uh, and he's from Croatia. He took second. Then you got Toya Ellison, who won the women's shoot, uh, shot off against Paige Pierce. Yep. I shot with Toya and uh, Brady Ellison and uh, man, she was hammering like her shots. Very, very few were out of the, you know, deep center of the dot when she shot. I think she shot and tied the course record and it's her first time she had ever shot there. And I think she dropped five points total on the weekend. Oh yeah. I don't, I didn't look at the overall like score wise, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to tie with Paige on her home course, you got to be shooting pretty yeah. good. Well, and Toya would have outright won it, but on the final day, it was like a, I think it was a 14 yard squirrel with a little dot on it, and uh, she just shot a bad shot. And she talked about to, with me afterwards and said it was just a, a poor shot, so she was mad about it. And we were joking about a laser. Um, earlier and i was like i didn't think that was the appropriate time to to play about that so uh it's just a um just a, a bad executed shot she said it but she smoked everything else uh, so that was the only point she dropped on the final day and that brought her down to where Paige had uh, been and Paige, i think clean that day uh so um that put him in a shoot off and toya hit the dot and i think Paige was uh just off the dot yeah um so um, let's talk about our own staff shooters for a second. Archery World has a pro staff shooting um, team, and uh, we had some really good shooters down there. Uh, Chris McCubbins, he runs our Troutdale location. He uh, shoots barebow compound, and barebow compound means you can have a short stabilizer, you cannot have a sight on it, and you're shooting with fingers. So, um, that's a hard enough class to begin with. So if you ever wonder how hard it is, take your sight off your bow and then try to shoot your compound bow without a sight. And so he's shooting distances from three yards up to 101 yards. And he uh, tied, um, he was in a shoot off at uh, the 88 yard with um, his competitor and they both hit the dot at 88 yards and wind and the crowd erupted. I mean, if you get a chance to watch that on Bow Junkie, check that out because, uh, and Chris is shooting uh, bright fletched yellow um, fletches and uh, he ended up taking second place on that. 
Ironically, uh, they were tied going into the 101, and that was their final target for the day on the third day, and uh, they both shot 21s on that. Um, again, impressive enough. I don't even think I could hit the 14-foot-tall animal, <laughs> which is Bigfoot. So um, who else we got? We Yeah, so uh, newer staff shooters for this year, we got Joel Turner and Bodie Turner. Uh, both of them took first in their respective classes. Joel ended up finishing with a 1501, which... 13. 1301, right? Thir- yeah, 1301. 1301, sorry, not a 1501, which is pretty tough when you're shooting 100% instinctive. Um, Bodie, I believe, shot pretty close to the overall youth champion, uh, tie- like tied the overall score for that, but I'm not 100%. And then uh, Christina Davis took first in her respective class as well. And her uh, husband, Tim Davis, shot, uh, he shoots uh, five fixed pins, which is bow hunter freestyle. Uh, and him and his teammate uh, placed as well. So I don't recall their scores off the top of my head. It's a little bit um, difficult to find those when you go to straight arrow bow hunters because if you look at the trail shoot, the trail shoot does not reflect money shooters. So if you didn't shoot in the money, uh, you didn't get put on the trail, uh, or I'm sorry, if you shot in the money, you didn't get put on the trail shoot and then vice versa. If you, um, so there's two different things going on at the same time at the same location. So that's why you don't see some names. If you look at the trail shoot, um, like the pros aren't in there because they're all shooting in the money and it puts them in uh, their own category. So, um, Bodie shot a fifteen thirty, so he only dropped ten over the whole weekend. He's fourteen years old, and he shot a class up, so he shot in a young adult. So he shot in uh, what is the fifteen to eighteen year old, or um, yeah, for 15 that to eighteen year old. Um, and he'll this will probably be the only time he ever even does that. Next year he'll probably just uh, by then he'll be a pro and he'll be shooting in the pro class. He would have finished I think ninth overall as a pro this weekend at fourteen years old. He is a phenomenal shooting, and Joel, his dad. Um, owns Shot IQ, uh, where he teaches to get through the mental aspects of archery, which is what most of the people struggle with. He shot bare bow, um, meaning he just shot a recurve bow, um, and he shot, I think, with his thumb all weekend. So he shoots a reverse riser and shoots with his thumb because he just likes the way that shoots for him. Um, so moving on um i know we touched base on that i know uh, it wasn't the results you were hoping for uh this past weekend in reading but that's all done so you can't dwell on that you can just focus on what the future is and then for the future what's your um do you know what your next event is that you're going to be shooting not a hundred percent right now i know there's kind of a few coming up there's a big tour like tour shoot in yankton i'm kind of undecided on that one uh, but there's a couple smaller shoots, like there's one up in Idaho called the Top Pin Shoot and some other things that I'll probably try to hit. Just kind of depends on time and scheduling and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully by then we got a little bit more time to prepare. I've been shooting pretty close to every day after work now. Um, just trying to get in the swing of things. Haven't changed a single thing since writing. Sight tape's still on. Everything's still good. Just trying to put a little bit more time behind the bow yeah and i'd made that kind of promise to myself too that i was going to try to shoot uh once a day since we've been back from reading that kind of gets you kick started uh into the season if you weren't before and i know with our schedule this spring it has been crazy busy so we weren't able to do that so 
Um, the advantage for us now is, is we're going to be able to establish a routine. And part of that routine is a wake up and shoot or a, a go home after work and shoot. So whichever that you happen to fall into is, is works out just fine. And then, um, so your outdoor setup, I know you're still shooting the X impacts. Uh, you're going to call, uh, I think you, when you get a chance, you're going to call up Randy from black Eagle, uh, the owner of that, uh, since you're on their pro staff and, and order up some carnivores and get those set up, aren't you? Or what's yeah, I'd like, I'd like to play with some carnivores. So I always shot gold tip ultralights and just really had good luck with them. And I'm having really good luck with the X impacts, but I'm also just missing stuff. Just barely, just a hair out, just all weekend, you know, I could have been five points better had I had just a little bit bigger arrow. But you know what? That's kind of that game that we play is, you know, we, we could always be better with something, right? And, you know, mine could have been a combination of practice and bigger arrows or just practice or just the bigger arrows or whatever. But, you know, for me, I'm always trying to find kind of that next best thing until I get a setup where I just feel like I can't miss. And I'm almost there. But I also kind of have that that question in my mind, is there something that's going to be a little bit better? Right. Well, and, and not only, you know, as a pro, every pro I think goes through that. And then every amateur can feel that same thing too. Is there something that's going to be a little bit more forgiving or catch you a few more points that you could possibly use? And uh, so, and because you haven't had the time this spring to get that vetted out, you know, so to speak, uh, this will allow you that time to do that. So um, it's not crazy late in the year. Uh, there's time to do that. And then at this point, you'll be able to run whatever throughout the rest of the year once you get those and settle into what you want. And we'll talk about that as well. Um, on our next episode, we want to talk about, um, you know, outdoor shooting and longer range shooting uh, buttons versus hinges in the wind. We can talk about what might work better. Some people use wrist straps, uh, you know, with an index finger. Some people use thumb buttons that you actuate with your thumb. Uh, so they, the, the pros have learned to call that a controlled shot process. And then, uh, you also, uh, have hinges too. So I know in windy conditions, I can't shoot a hinge because I can't, you know, I'll blow out of the dot when it goes off and just the movement can cause that to shoot. Whereas a button in windy conditions works better for me. I shot a hinge all weekend because there wasn't a lot of wind and I felt like I had a, a great control out of that. You shot your hinge also the fulcrum flex. Yep. Right. And what are you going to do for, uh, are you going to have two on standby one versus the other? I always carry a button with me, but I think it's there more just to scare me and not into sh not shoot it. I've never, I, I've only competed two tournaments in my life with a button. Um, I shot Reading one year with it and I did okay, but I felt like I missed a lot of shots that I shouldn't have. And then I shot the Dakota Classic one year with it and took second place with a button. Other than that, that's kind of like the conclusion to my button experience because I just get, I, I, I don't do well with having control like that. I'm not a control freak. I don't you know, like I shoot my hinge like a reverse trigger. So most of the time it's a surprise. So for me, when I know it's going to go, which when you shoot a, uh, when you shoot a button, you kind of have a pretty good idea. Like for me, it's pretty easy to start timing that, that trigger. And that's just not a good shot process for me. Well, and everybody's a little different on it, I know. So, uh, like, uh, I shot with uh, Brady this weekend, and he was shooting, uh, I don't recall which version it was, but he was shooting some um, 
version of it, like an execute from Excel um, or from Trueball rather. And, and that was uh, working great for him. Uh, Toya was shooting a goat uh, from Excel as well or from Trueball as well. And that uh, she felt like she had great control. Uh, and it's a mixed bag of, uh, you know, processes for everybody on what will work so in good controlled environment uh outdoors with a little wind i feel more in control with the hinge uh, a button causes a little bit more target panic for me a little bit faster um because i'm like you i think i, I can't uh, once i start controlling it then i i don't continue that process correctly um it gets into my brain a little bit so the hinge straightens that out right um we'll also talk about rest the different we've talked about it before in a previous episode we'll talk about rests we'll talk about blades ver, um, ver, that stand up like the the swap from um from spot hog or the aae pro blade or the freak show uh that they have we'll talk about hamsky's uh trinity fall away um and go over that again for an outdoor setup and what type of blade thickness and how wide it is and and if you switch from X impacts to carnivores, what changes on your rest, that type of mentality. Right. Different sight apertures, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. I know this is a brief one. It's just a follow up. We uh, Henry drove back that evening and uh, started going uh, working at the battleground location right away again uh, since it is brand new and we just opened it. Uh, that didn't keep him around for the shoot. We were packing up our big you know toy hauler trailer full of gear that we brought down there to sell and to show people who we are so we didn't uh get to do that podcast that afternoon but um our ne- now we're going to be back on a regular basis we'll try to post a podcast uh once a week and we'll try to touch base on all those aspects that's going to help us all become better archers and we'll kind of uh, hopefully debunk some of the the rumors that you hear in the industry about um what's going to make you better and and what maybe sometimes manufacturers tell you to do just so that they sell their product versus what's a reality of sometimes you have to try it sometimes you don't have to do it if you've got a good process right thanks for joining us guys you can find us at archeryworld.net or on instagram it's the archery world pro shop um we really appreciate you guys tune in next week